What's up, everyone? We're back. Season three, episode one. We are here after a little hiatus, they would say. A little bit. A little bit. Great summer. Great summer. We're changing it up a little bit, but we'll get to back. One would say it's still summer, but you know. I think it's the hardest summer, almost, some would say. <laughs> but that's not month. us to decide, yeah. Month left, but we're back with you guys. Yeah. As we prepare for football. Football is around the corner, some would say. So, as David said, uh, well, I guess, do we want to give a little update on how summer went? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we can give that. How did your summer go? Great. Weddings, bachelor parties, uh, golf, yeah. concerts. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, I would say that's the bulk of it for me. Vacations, too, but your typical stuff. It's flown by. What is it? Are you August? Yeah, I know. I mean, we've already had, yeah. Big bummer. Well, happens. But what do you do? Yeah. All right. So as David said, we're gonna jump into it. But uh, as with the new season comes new things. So as we go through the episode, through this episode, we're gonna kind of let you know what's gonna be different, what's gonna be the same. Mm -hmm. Um, There's some things in both categories staying the same, changing it up. Um, But we'll let you know as we go. Yeah. So. One thing that's staying the same, Minnesota Minute. Yeah, let's get after it. So, Twins currently first place, riding a five-game winning streak. They're playing the Tigers currently, and then they play the Phillies on the road. Minnesota United won their first game in the League's Cup against Columbus, 3-3. Three to three. They won in penalty kicks. They play Toluca on, two, on today. I have no idea who Toluca is. They're definitely international. Mm-hmm. Then the Windchill are sitting in first place, dominating at 10-2. and two. They play Indianapolis this weekend. Dominating. Minnesota, 30 seconds. Done. There we go. That's it. Sometimes we don't even need a minute. Uh, all right, so next thing. So one thing that's going to change, we're taking out uh, top moment in sports. That's gone. We're taking out uh, betting recaps for the week. Uh, and we're changing it to kind of a league roundtable. So if you've been with us since we started, we did... Basically every sport under the sun. Yeah, we started that way. And we were hitting softball and soccer and basketball and baseball and football and hockey and literally everything. Then we changed it to college football, uh, college basketball, NFL, NBA. So we zeroed it in. And so we're going to do a league roundtable. So at the beginning here, we're going to talk one to two topics in each category or each league that's happening. And then we'll just like touch on it a little bit and then we'll keep on moving um, into the rest of the episode. Yeah. So something super quick. Mm-hmm. One thing. Bang, bang. And we're starting with college football. So Dave, what yeah. do you got? College football is back coming up, but even more exciting news. EA Sports is continuing to progress and continuing to say that they, the game will be created and out in 2024 spring. Love it. We've been waiting. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge thing now with legal stuff and paying players, but hopefully they get that resolved. EA Sports doesn't see an issue with it, so hopefully it comes out next year. EA Sports doesn't see an issue with paying them or not paying them? No, or, like that, that hold up, holding that up from making the game complete. Oh. So they don't see it prolonging the process. Even if there are legal things, they don't see it. So maybe they'll come to an agreement. I don't know how you pay players like that on a video game, but you almost just have to pay everyone the same. Yeah. You would have. Um, I mean, you could pay the 
the cover athlete a little more. Obviously. Yeah, so one guy. But I'm saying, like, for the most part, you just pay everyone a flat. Right. Here's X amount. Yeah. There or go. there's a percentage of sales, and then it's distributed among everybody. I don't know. That would probably be a lot harder. That would be way harder. I think way but. harder. Just because, even with percentage of sales, think of how many college football players there are. There are a lot. Yep. So, and it'll, it'll be, be harder to, to project. Yeah. Uh, NFL roundtable item. So the article just came out, but I think it's very interesting. Get your take on it, Dave. Uh, so Eric Bieniemy, longtime assistant. Back in the day, he was an assistant at the Vikings, but longtime assistant in, in Kansas City, offensive coordinator. This year, he's over in Washington mm-hmm. with the Commanders. So he's the offensive coordinator, but also he's the uh, head coach. Uh, the it's what is it the special assistant to the head coach or the yeah, like, associate head coach? I think it's like a technically associate head coach. They probably have some right. fancy term. associate head coach. Mm-hmm. So he's pretty much second in charge. And there's been players that have been going to Ron Rivera, the head coach, saying that Eric Bieniemy is too intense so far in training camp, and that he shouldn't be like that. So, do you think one? intense coaches what are your thoughts and two in the nfl in pro sports can a coach be too intense and is that the best way to go about it of going to the head coach yeah i think the the answer the first part i i mean intense coaches obviously i think there's a fine line between it some people work best with intense coaches some people Mm -hmm. need that yep um but at the same time, I don't know if everyone works the best way. I would think, I mean, it depends how intense, intense it is. But, like, I don't know, you're the commanders. You have high expectations to make the playoffs finally. You got your guy at. Do they could, have high expectations? Well, hopefully, you just paid him to be your offensive coordinator. Hopefully, you got some expectations. I mean, I think everyone's expectations going into the season is to make the playoffs. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's what I'm saying. High hopes. expectations. Yeah, high hopes. Yeah. I should say expectations, high hopes. So I think when you say, is he too hard? I think he has a standard. I mean, he's won, what, two Super Bowls as the Chiefs? Yep, two Super Bowls. And obviously the team's a little different than going from Patrick Mahomes Mm -hmm. and these superstars. But I think going to the head coach, too, I don't think it's a bad thing to address it, but I also think it's one of just shut up and do your job. Go to him. Yeah. What do, I mean, what, how, how intense is it where it's, like, too intense? I, that's my line. I just, I've never seen the videos yet. Well, so the article does say he's intense when it's negative, and he's intense when it's positive. So, oh, like, okay. when somebody messes up or isn't doing something that they're supposed to do, he'll get on you and be super intense about it. Mm-hmm. But then also, if somebody, like, makes a great play, has a really good block, like, he'll be intense about, like, praising that player as well. So, it goes both ways, yeah. which I think it's good. And also, it did say that Ron Rivera, when people, when the players come in to, like, basically talk to him about how intense he is, he just says, like, go talk to him about it. That's how it should be. I think at the <laughs> same time, it's like, it almost, I mean, this seems kind of like it's like, there's still the debate where it's like parents of high school players are doing the work, or high school players or college players, their parent is going up to the coach. No, just go talk to him. Mm-hmm. And I think here's the thing is you have captains on a team, you have leaders on a team. Maybe it's their job to be like, hey, this is the feel. Like, we're not calling you out. But I think there is a fine line where it's like, where at the end of the day, if you're intense both ways, I think it's hard. I don't know what, like I said, I don't know how intense you can be when someone does something well. Like, is he just punching him in the shoulder? Like, what is intense? Are you still getting pissed at him? No, I would say it's verbal intensity. Like, oh, hey, you're not getting out of the huddle fast enough. Like, 
Oh, so he's reprimanding them even put, when they do something. Put good. the second team in. The Got first it. team's not doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah, and just Interesting. like honestly, when I read it, I just read it as he has higher expectations of how they're doing things, mm-hmm. how efficiently and quickly and proficiently they're doing them. Yeah. In than what they're doing training camp right now, yeah. his expectations are higher than what they've been used to or what they've done in the past, and. Yeah. It's taking some getting used to from the players, and maybe they aren't necessarily meshing as much to this point with the way that he's doing it, projecting that yeah. message. And I guess that would be. I mean, it's just interesting because you never once heard the Chiefs talk about his intensity once. Mm-mm. Never got brought up. So maybe it is a fine line, but I also think maybe he sees what it takes to go exactly. to the playoffs or win Could a Super Bowl. So yep. I mean, I think everyone learns differently. I'm going back to the initial question. Everyone. Like, if you're intense, there's some people who shut down and don't like that. Mm-hmm. And there's some people who are like, oh, hell yeah. Right. Rise up to it. I so like I think this. it does take some getting used to. Yeah. I mean, going to the head coach, man, suck it up. Go to him. You're a man. <laughs> right. Like, what are we doing here? Yep. So. All right, let's jump in. You know what's coming back to you. Well, we're doing it different. The beer and seltzer, we are doing different. Uh, we're still doing, We're still rating and reviewing beers and seltzers. Yep. But how are we doing it different? So what we're going to do is on... One day we're going to do both seltzers. One episode. So one episode. The next episode we're going to do the other two flavors of that same pack of mm-hmm. seltzers. After the second episode, we're basically going to give our take on the whole pack. Mm-hmm. So and I think what we it. learned is we used to just jump around from pack to pack and we don't even remember what the pack tastes like. Yeah. This way we're do doing one it. flavor and then we two should. months down the line we yes, do another ah. flavor and it's like... We don't even remember. Wait a minute. Yeah. What are we doing? And so we're doing the Did same Did we even thing. like that one? <laughs> right. And we don't even remember. And sometimes you go back to the scoring and it gets all... It's yep. a debacle. But mm-hmm. this way, we're going to give you the whole take on the case. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll even say like, hey, I would get this case. I would not get this case. X, Y, Z. Yeah. Kind of kind of rate the different flavors in it. Mm-hmm. And then the overall pack as a whole. Yeah. I like that. And then... So in the month time frame, we'll still have four seltzers and four beers. Mm-hmm. It'll just be four seltzers, all from the same brand. Yeah. And then the four beers will also be from the same brewery. And we'll kind of hit the four general categories of like a lighter beer, a darker beer, an IPA, and kind of like if there's a specialty one or, yeah. or one that is... Like maybe they're special, or maybe, yeah, something at, like that. Yeah, at that brewery. So, yeah. yeah, so we'll kind of it'll go the whole scale. So it won't just exactly. be like light, light, light. It'll be the whole scale. Yeah, so it'll be easier to compare brewery to brewery and brand of seltzers to other seltzers. Right. Um, but it'll be consistent because we're just sticking with one brand of seltzers for the month and one brewery for the month. Yep. Bang. So this time we're starting off. We're going with the Three Birds Hard Seltzer. Uh. Wine-based hard seltzer. Where is it from? I've never heard of it. Uh, let's see. Uh, where is this from? Let me look at this one. California. Manufactured by Levicky Corp. Mira Loma, California. Yeah. All right. They're lemonades, though. So this is just the regular lemonade, and that one is the strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. This is what the can looks like. Kind of a cool can. Natural juice, gluten-free, refreshing taste. And then it just says that again. One gram of sugar and it's one gram of added sugar. Yeah, it says stevia on here. Oh no. Not your favorite. Oh no. (laughs) It says purified carbonated water plus wine. 
Didn't you say that it was? Yeah, but I don't know if we've ever had one that has wine. Is that normal? Uh, I think we have maybe had one. I don't know. We're kind of starting fresh. Pretty carbonated. Yeah. We better keep track of which one's which, because this is the they look one. similar. Oh yeah, you can smell that. So yeah, this is lemonade very up top there. So this is the regular lemonade, classic lemonade. Classic I like the can. Can's clean. Yeah, can is clean. Very clean. Five percent alcohol. Okay, first in first impression. You know what's kind of weird, and maybe this is, but like it doesn't taste carbonate. -y. I can feel a little bubble. A little, but like when tongue. you poured it out, that was like look at you look at that water. Like it looks like there should be a lot. It does look like there should be a lot. Yes, I agree with that. It almost tastes like it's like flatter. Not expired for the record, but you can definitely taste the lemonade. I mean, there's like hints of lemonade. It's not overpowering. No, I, I think it's... I think it's decent. I think it's pretty good. Three yeah, it's, birds. It's not super overpowering. No. Um, I mean, they all look the same, like, which is crazy. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty refreshing. Uh, like I said, you can get that lemonade taste. It's not too overpowering. I don't taste... Like the added sugars as much stevia, but yeah, that's more of your cup. No, I don't taste them at all. Right, that's what like I'm saying. I can't taste. I mean, it's only one gram yeah. of added sugar. Right. So um, it's almost like they added it at the end to maybe give it a little more. Well, so the the added sugar is the cane sugar. Oh, what's well, like stevia? Like there has been a few that we've well. I don't know. I can't really taste the stevia. Oh, see, look, it got cut off there. This is Stevie. It's a faulty can. Yep. Um, it's, st I don't think Stevie is a, sh is sugar. It's like a natural like a syrup? something or other. Like a syrup? It doesn't make it syrup. Oh, look it up really quick. Stevia? Yeah. Six milligrams of potassium too, just in case you need that. It's a natural sweetener and sugar substitute. Mm -hmm. So it does take the place of sugar. But it is the last ingredient. So the, honestly, I bet there's very small amounts. They probably just wanted to add a little bit more sweetness to it, but they didn't want to increase the number of added sugar that they put in. They're put no on calorie there. sweeteners, yeah. Okay, so something yep. sweet. Keep, yeah, the, cal so keep the calorie count low, but add a little bit of sweetness to it. I think that's fair. Alright. It's hard to uh, rate it when you know you're going to have another flavor of the same kind. Yeah, similar. Hopefully they're not the same. They're similar. What are you giving it? I would say... I think this is a 7-8. And I will say this, for the record, since this is the new episode of the season, I'm going to be more drastic. All right. 7-8, solid score, though. Not I would good. definitely have multiple of these. I think they're solid. I think they're easy to drink. Mm -hmm. So, as you can see, I've almost drank the whole thing. So have you. 
So I know. Well, <laughs> as a test, we said that was the test. I've also that sticks this season too. I've also been trying to like figure out if I like what I'm getting from it. Yeah. Well, I think I feel like every time if you focus like your first sip, you're just focusing. I think more on like the carbonation factor and being like, ooh, like you know when like you have those really carbonated ones, yeah, like, and, and you're like, oh, okay, this is bad. Yeah. Right away. And then you're like, oh, I want the flavor. Then I want the lemonade. Then it's like, do yeah, I yeah. taste the sugar? Do I? Yeah. Right. So you what should... are you giving it? I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it a seven six. Seven six. Yeah, not bad. Yep. Uh, I think it's, I think it's good. I think uh, it's not too overpowering. Um, I think if the flavors of future ones are a little bit more pronounced and the flavors are good, mm -hmm. then I think that is what will bump up the score. Yeah. And I think this is, tastes like your basic. Yeah. I mean, lemonade. It's, it's your original general. Yeah. So this one. I mean, the strawberry one definitely smells strawberry. Yeah. And so very, maybe this is where you'll start to taste the sweetener and the stuff. Yeah. It's possible, yeah. Mmm. Okay. Uh, Still, I will say the same thing from what we said the first time. I think the carbonation, like, I don't taste carbonation as much. It's easy to go down. Easy to drink. Yeah, like carbonation, I think... I think there is some. Yeah. No, hundred percent. You know, I mean, as you can see, it's still bubbling. If you're looking at the, if you're looking at the video, and it, uh, it was very pronounced when we poured it in. Yeah. But. What do you think of the flavor? I think the flavor's good. I think you can now taste the strawberry. So there's definitely a distinction. I think there's less lemonade flavor. More, it's just strawberry. I think you can taste the flavor. Uh, I will say you can taste a little bit more of the stevia. Yeah. So, I mean... I think I that like, makes the strawberry pop more? I feel like that is what I would expect. With a flavor. With it, too. Yeah, yeah right. Mm -hmm. Like, regular classic lemonade taste, it doesn't need that, right? There's that less flavor that it's going to bounce off of. Well, it's just it. one straight flavor where this is like strawberry and lemonade. Yeah. Yep. More strawberry. And then, it, 100%. and then the stevia kind of bounces off that and gets a little bit more pronounced. Yeah. Like I said, I, I really cannot taste, um, just one, uh, I cannot taste as much lemonade in this one for sure. Yeah. So I think it's good though. I think it is good. Um, does it taste like a little bit of, it's almost like my tongue is like dry after I, uh. Yeah, a little bit. After Maybe that's where the carbonation it. kind of takes that. Yeah, I could kind of see that. I mean, I still think, like I said, I think they're very easy and to drink. So I'm pleasantly surprised with the three birds. I think they're pretty solid. Okay, what are you going to give it? I'm giving this one an 8-1. I think really? this one's better than the first one. I do kind of lean towards the strawberry. I mean, I'm not necessarily like a classic lemonade guy. But I think so far, I'm... I'm two for two on my would have again. Okay. I'm going to give it a six, seven. So less. Not, not, as, much a, not as much a fan. Um, I thought the lemonade was a lot lighter and easier to drink. Yeah. Uh, but the combination of the stevia flavor and having a little bit of like dryness at the end mm -hmm. wasn't as much. But I'm also not a strawberry lemonade fan Person. over a regular lemonade. Right. So there you so, go. We'll go with that. Would you have more than one? Uh, 
If I had the regular and then I changed to the strawberry, I would go back to the regular. Back to the regular. Yeah. So if you had the whole pack, Definitely. you would go with the regular first. Yes. Yeah, I would. Got it. Nice. So we got, uh, let's see. First time, we got 7-6 for me, 7-8 for Dave on the classic lemonade. Mm -hmm. And 6-7 for me, 8-1 for Dave on the strawberry lemonade. Yeah. So I think it started out hot. That is a pretty good start. Pretty so we'll good. be back next week. Do you remember what the two flavors are? Uh, blueberry. Oh, interesting. Yeah, blueberry and something. Let's see. What do you think? The other? Mango. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Wow. We got the farther out lemonade flavors. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think these two, when you think about lemonades, like strawberry lemonade is common and just regular. Right. These are the more these are the two more popular lemonades. Yeah, I would say. Then we got the farther out. Blueberry, that's gonna be interesting. But Mango. we'll be back next week for those too. So awesome. if tuned. you're still looking for seltzers and lemonade seltzers like that. Yeah, bang bang. But we're sticking with it. And that's what they call a review. A review. Alright. Uh next part. We're moving on. We got college football. So we're gonna talk college football a little bit. We got two topics we're talking about today. Then we're moving on to NFL. But college football, biggest thing that's happening, literally, not just college football, but I think college football is driving it primarily is yeah. conference realignment. Yeah. So, um, I mean, college football doesn't start for a few weeks, but yeah, the conference mm -hmm. realignment has been like the talk. It's been hot topic. It was almost, it's actually been more talk about than even NIL. I feel like this is like huge. Totally. Like this is game changing. Well, it. I think it's all combined with mm -hmm. the same reasoning behind why NIL was so big, which is yeah. where the money's being distributed. It's all about the money. This right. shows, this literally yeah. puts the cherry on top that it's all about the money. Yeah. But, but it's crazy. We're going to run through the changes that are being made mm -hmm. and then kind of talk about it a little further. Yeah. So we got SEC... Not a ton of change. Nothing this year. Next year, they're adding Texas and Oklahoma. So they're just adding. That's it. Yep. Um, and so Texas and Oklahoma, they've been in the Big 12. This year, so 2023 already happened. You got, uh, you got BYU, you got Cincinnati, you got Houston and UCF joining the Big 12. Mm -hmm. That already happened. They're active Big 12 members at this point. Where were they? American? Uh, a combination. combination. So BYU was in uh, West Coast Conference. Since right? Uh, well, BYU was independent, actually, for yeah, football. That's what they were, yeah. But then for basketball, right? The majority of their other sports, they were in Black. the in the no in the WCC. West Coast Conference. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then you got Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF. They were all in the American. Yeah. That's yep. what it was. Okay. So those four teams added into the Big Twelve. Nobody left this year. Next year, you got Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC, like we just mentioned, mm -hmm. and you're adding Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah in 2024. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think just talking about this quick, like Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC will be great because it'll be a lot more competition on that side. But I also think if you're not just talking about football, like this is huge for Houston basketball. Huge I mean, they've always been that one team where it's like, you guys never play anyone. Well, now you go play Big 12. You got Baylor, who's solid. Mm -hmm. You got the 
Houston, or, uh, Kansas. Kansas, Kansas State. Yeah. You got some – I mean, so it'll just be – and like you said, I think it's one of those things like the football might have pushed it, but this is like – this is going beyond football. And even Arizona adding in next year for basketball. Right. Well, in Colorado, you look at Deion Sanders. I mean, now it's like, hey, play the best. I mean, Big mm-hmm. 12 ain't slouches. They don't really play defense, but in football, so – no, it's a step up for for football, though, for them. Yeah. I mean, it's just a Power 5 conference. It's what you want. Yeah. I mean, Pac-12 was Power 5 as Pac-12 well. Pac-12 was crazy. But now we'll probably have to change Power 5. Um, all right, so that's what's happening in Big 12. Big 10. So we're kind of just picking away at the Pac-12, right? We got UCLA and USC. That's been established. They were adding into the Big 10 in 2024. Mm-hmm. Just recently, uh, Oregon and Washington are also transitioning over to 2024 uh, to the Big Ten in 2024. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting because UCLA and USC already established it and they were moving over. Uh, technically, they signed over into the Big Ten before uh, like this coming year yeah. or whatnot. Okay. Then... The TV deal is until the end of this coming year. And so they have to pay a fee, essentially, to move. Yeah. But Oregon and Washington don't. Because the TV's done. So it's a new Because contract. it's done after this year. I mean, yeah. Interesting. But to them, it, they'll make more money. Yeah, it doesn't. It, big time, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't yeah. matter. But it's probably not a small chunk of change. No. No. But. But, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. How do you think that affects the Big Ten? Oh, I think it's great. I mean, I think when you look at it, I mean, I'll start, I'll talk about a sport maybe we don't talk about, like we won't talk about, but like softball-wise, like UCLA's always been elite. Washington mm-hmm. last year made the, ter- I mean, they're elite. Mm-hmm. Then you look at even basketball, like Oregon, okay, eh, average. USC, not They've bad. they up and down. UCLA, like, pretty good. Yep. So I think he, the biggest change I think will be, and maybe it's not as big as you think, but like during the football season, if you're talking about football, like, you're coming to the Midwest where it's freezing almost every game. Mm-hmm. UCLA, USC, you're going to games where it's 80 degrees. And the time difference is different. So, like, they don't play at 11 a.m. I just think it'll be interesting, too, because you look at it, and I don't think they've created the conferences. I don't think they'll do that till next year. No, so... Oh, they have. Uh, have they said which ones are getting added to what? No. Oh. Uh, no, I am I will touch on that. Yeah, we can do it. So, Big Ten and SEC won't have any divisions in 2024. So, they'll all be under the same? Yeah, they'll be one. Okay. I actually think, to be honest, that hurts some of the average teams, like the Gophers, to be honest. 1,000%. Because now you're just going to be average, and you're going to look average. Correct. But I do think, on top of that, um, I wonder if they'll change that, actually, eventually. They're changing it from having divisions to not having divisions. And I wonder if they'll go back... Once they figure think, it out, I don't think they will. But I think it makes I think it makes it better because you look at football. You have Michigan top four, Ohio State top four, USC top seven, top seven to ten. UCLA pretty close. Oregon's kind of been up there a few times. Washington wasn't bad. Washington's a top twelve team. Yeah. So I think I think the biggest thing it'll just be so interesting because now you look at the Big Ten. It's like these teams are traveling across the country. Yeah. Full cross country. Like, literally, full cross country. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I've done it, like, once or twice, and it's terrible. <laughs> I've flown to California, and it's terrible. It's great when you go there, because you're like, oh, I gained a few hours. And then yeah. when you come back, it's like, dude, I just lost you have two to hours spend, of my life. No, you have to spend the entire Sunday Recouping. traveling. Yeah, recu- Because yeah. you're traveling for two to three hours, and plus you lose two to three hours. Mm-hmm. 
And that's just from here to California, let alone from Connecticut or New Jersey all the way to California and back. That's three hours of time that you lose plus the three to four hours that you're traveling. That's seven to eight hours right there. That's Mm -hmm. literally the entire day. Yeah. I think it will be interesting though. I think for all sports, it'll benefit because the competition will be better. So I think... There's it's, obviously going to be negative. There's ups too. and downs because the bottom teams or the middle teams will just obviously go down and the upper teams will kind of solidify themselves. But it's also one of those things where it's like if you're Michigan now or Ohio State, you don't just have to play each other once and that's great. You might have to play USC mm-hmm. in USC or you might have to play UCLA. I mean, you might know what I'm saying. So it's like. I think the no divisions will be a big positive for everybody. I mean, there's plenty of times when you get to the Big Ten Championship and it's like. Well, this one team stinks mm-hmm. compared to Ohio State or Michigan. Yeah, I think it will help that way. And I think it will also potentially help um, with the middle teams if they can get some quality wins and they're above 500. It's like, okay, that guy played in the Big Ten. Well, the Big Ten is a lot more competitive now than it was vice versa. It could help with what postseason game they're playing. Yeah, in. it'll be interesting. Though. That's exciting. Though. All right, so... We've run through basically the majority of the Pac-12. So we've got we've got Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah, mm-hmm. UCLA, USC, Oregon, Washington, all transitioning to the Big 12 or Big 10. So remaining in the Pac-12 of the teams that were there, we got Cal and Stanford, and we got Washington State and Oregon State. Recently, Cal Stanford talking with the ACC about joining, joining that conference. ACC. I think that's very interesting because... I feel like they would just be on a complete island out there. On well, that's what I'm saying. I wonder. It's like I get you want to join a big conference, but like, well, the these conferences work. The ACC is talking to them too. They're no, 100%. Uh, they're essentially reviewing the financials. If it looks good, then it sounds like it's gonna happen. I just think it's crazy because like these conferences were created where you almost were like, okay, you're in this territory of the United States. Yeah, it's kind of regionally. Based. Now you're this is Cal, and now you're going to play Duke. Right. In the ACC, or are you going yeah. to play Miami, or are you going the to play? Duke's I mean, going to play Cal. The traveling will just be a mind. But you want to know why they're doing that? Money. It's all. It's all money. Viewership of being able to have an ACC game in the mo- in the morning. Yes. At twelve o'clock Eastern time, which yes. is eleven o'clock Central time, which is nine o'clock West Coast time. Right. Yes. So you're waking up and you're watching. Cal play at Duke, yes. and then as the day goes on, you got a game at, at two o'clock on the, in Central Time, three yep. o'clock on the East Coast, yeah, and then you got Virginia Tech playing at Stanford at seven o'clock local time in California, which is ten o'clock on the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. you can literally span the entire day of ACC sports. Well, that's what everyone, they all want to do. So now it's like exactly. you have a Big Ten game at 11 a.m. SEC is, is kind of missing that piece of it mm-hmm. because the Big Ten and the Big 12 and the uh, the ACC will all have that aspect in their scheduling with the teams that they have in the conference. Yeah. But so like that's that. the one thing that the SEC doesn't have. Granted, they have... Yeah. Pretty much all the good football school, like all the really top dog football schools. But in terms of like other sports and just viewership across the country, that's like the one piece that they're missing. Yeah, that'll be interesting. So we'll see. Uh, all right, so Cal Stanford ACC potentially sounds like it's going to happen. 
Then you got Washington State, Oregon State. Very interesting because they don't really fit anywhere. And no. they probably aren't going to. <laughs> um, so it's looking like potentially the best spot for them is the Mountain West, which is... What is that, Boise State, San Diego State? Yep, Boise State, San Diego State, Wyoming, those types of schools. Um, so kind of a demotion in terms of just like where the conferences stack up, going from a Power 5 of what used to be the Power 5 um, into the, what is it called, the the group of six? Is oh, that what they call? Yeah, I think so, something like that. I think it's called the group of six. The forgotten six. So it's kind of, it's, it's unfortunate for... Uh, those two schools where they're in theory getting a demotion I mean basketball lately has been very uh, competitive in in that conference but in terms of the football caliber or or the other sports it's definitely a step down it means that they're probably going to compete for championships on a year on year out basis right but in terms of just the level Definitely step down. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, when you go from power five to anything else, there's good teams, there's good players, but like all overall, it's definitely a step down. Yeah, I do think it's interesting. I just thought about this while we were talking. The big team that's still out there is like Notre Dame. Notre yeah. Dame is one independent. of four independents. Yeah, so it's like the like do they they have to almost join. One of these for fo- for football, especially football. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't. I mean, if we're talking strictly football, yeah, it's like one of them. They're probably the biggest name that's still out there. That's like, okay, where would they go? They are the biggest name. However, I don't know if they're necessarily like being pushed into trying to join a conference because they do have a deal with the ACC where they play five games with ACC teams every year. Mm-hmm. So that can kind of guard against them. Yeah. needing to join a conference right like yeah i mean it if the if cal and stanford join the acc then notre dame is also getting the benefit of being able to play them on the west coast yeah while maintaining the ability to play clemson or florida state or teams like that which you know are going to be good on a year year in basis. basis yeah it'll be just interesting i mean because i think the big thing is like these teams that are independent or these teams that are kind of before this alignment, like they were expected to beat all their team. I mean, we talk about basketball, mm-hmm. like even when we talk about Houston, they were expected to win the Every majority game. of their games. Every so game. They were expected to win that conference. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, okay, now you go to a different conference, you got better competition. Okay, you lose a few times, you're probably still up there ranked right. pretty high. Yep, just depends on when you when you lose and who you lose to, yep. basically, 100%. which is honestly how it should be. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Quick quiz for you: Notre Dame is one of four remaining independent teams okay. in college football. Who do you think are the other three? Uh, so BYU was one. So there's two more. They're gone. Um, are there two more? I couldn't even tell you. I don't even have a guess for who's independent. Are they big name schools? Um, fairly, I would say maybe not in football, but other. I would say one is one is in football, and two you would you could get if you think about basketball. Uh, no idea. 
Where are they located? Uh, East Coast. East Coast. Mm-hmm. Independent. Hmm. Independent for football. They're in conferences for basketball. They're not in. They weren't one of the teams we've already named. Correct. Oh, I have no idea. So, what's their mascot? In the past, BYU, Liberty, and New Mexico State were all independent, but they just recently joined conferences this this current year. So oh. there was seven. Now there's four. Notre Dame is one, okay. and then there's three that are. Who's the, what's their mascot? There's one notable one that's a very good basketball school that was extremely good last year. Um, extremely good. Extremely good as in how good? As in like very, very, very good. Um, and will be really good this year. No idea. Who are they? UConn. Oh, UConn's independent? Yep. I thought UConn's big. UConn's independent. And then you got Army. Oh, okay. And UMass was probably the one that you were least likely to get. They were independent, huh? Yep. Interesting. Those are the four independent football schools. So there you go. Interesting. Yep. All right, we're moving on. So we've talked about the conference realignment. We're shifting into what, where we think the college football playoffs going to look, uh, what it's going to look like at the end of this year. Um, the coaches poll just came out, so that is valuable inter- information if you want to think about it that way. Yeah. Otherwise, you can think about it as kind of a waste of time and that they don't really know what they're talking about. But yeah, who do we think is in the college football playoff this I year, mean, David? George is obviously still the man to beat. Okay. I will say this. I think you have... Uh, Michigan should be still solid if mm-hmm. JJ McCarthy. Um, but I think also it's another team I think will be very good is USC. I think obviously you have the number one overall pick, Caleb mm-hmm. Williams. Does he have as many weapons? Probably not. But they play, like I said, in a conference where they should run up the score and play well. They just don't play a lot of defense. So I don't know if they could win the national championship. But I think they definitely give them a shot. And then my other team is Tennessee. Tennessee? Yeah, Joe Milton. Baby. Why? Because they're solid. They're just solid. They're a good team. They score a lot of points. Joe Milton apparently can throw the ball 90 yards. Yeah, but when are you going to throw the ball 90 yards in a football game? You need a Hail Mary. You never know. I wanted to say, Alabama, I will say this. You I want... need a Hail Mary from the 10-yard line. Okay, let's get, let's get Joe. Let's have 15 seconds for everybody to run down the field. Yeah, that's fine. you got to get so, fast guys that are down there. So he can throw it 90 yards. Never know when you're gonna need it. I think I wanted to say that will never happen. Alabama, but then I looked at Alabama's schedule and I could see them again losing two games very easily. Exactly. Yep, I agree. I think the other team would be Ohio State. Okay. But Interesting. I don't know. Uh, I think Tennessee is honestly terrible pick. Who do you who are you for? So uh, Georgia, Michigan because they're bringing back a lot and they have consistency at the quarterback. You think position. the first four games will matter? When Jim Harbaugh is suspended? Do they play anybody good? Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Probably not. That's the problem with these suspensions is you suspended four games, and it's like, okay, who are you going to play? If I had to guess, and I don't know their schedule, if I had to guess, their first semi-challenging opponent will be game five. Nebraska? 
I don't think they have a challenging game until at Penn State, November 11th. All right. No offense, Gulfs. No, that's true. Probably get smoked. I agree. I agree with that. This I mean, is always the biggest. Michigan, game. Michigan State is probably always a, a little bit of a yeah, dicey Michigan one. Michigan State's just so bad, especially at Michigan State. Yeah, you know you gotta give a little rap. I think this is still the biggest one. I mean, yeah, definitely those two, Penn State, Ohio State, is in the the yeah. I think how the schedule works and the divisions and everything. Those two are the tough. ones that matter. That's tough. But so that's why I think Michigan, and then I think at the beginning of the year you'll know. Uh, which way I'm going to go. But I think LSU, because I think they're going to beat Florida State. They play Florida State in the first game. And if LSU wins that game, I think it's going to be LSU and Clemson in the playoff. Damn, they got a hard schedule too. I don't know. Okay. If LSU wins that game. If LSU loses to Florida State, then I'm changing it to Alabama and Florida State. You think Alabama will make the Final Four? If LSU loses to Florida State. Oh, wow. Though That's basically my one caveat. So if LSU beats Florida State, then I'm going LSU, Clemson, Michigan, Georgia. And if Florida State beats LSU, then I'm going Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, Florida State. Wait, Florida State? Yeah. Oh my god. For real? Yeah, because they play in the ACC, so literally they have to beat... They've already beaten LSU, which is a top 10 team. Definitely. Yeah. All they have to do... Their season will literally come down to when they play Clemson. That's it. Yeah, this would be a good game too, though. At Florida, should be a good game. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's. They it's won't be. be I don't game. think they'll beat Clemson in Clemson though. That's the hard part. But I, I think here's the hard part is like when you look at LSU too, like they get past Florida State, great. You have to go to Alabama this year. Yeah. To Ole Miss. I think that's a dub. I think that's a dub too, but that's gonna be a good game. It's I mean, basically the Alabama game for LSU. So that's why I'm saying if they beat Florida State in the first game, then they just have to beat Alabama. Yeah. We'll that's see. it. That's gonna be tough. It's going to be tough for sure, but they got their quarterback coming back. They got a lot of studs coming in for transfers. They're going to be good. Yeah, I think this year will be interesting. There you go. Yeah, I will, say, I will say when you actually do now take a deeper look at Alabama's schedule, like they play very favorable matchups at home. Mm-hmm. This will probably be a neutral site versus Texas. Okay, but you get to play Ole Miss at home. You get to play Arkansas at home. You get to play LSU, Tennessee, all these guys at home. Yeah, I think Alabama probably has a better shot than LSU just because they will win this game right here. Yeah, it's possible. So, we'll see. I mean, but that if LSU beats Florida good. State, that's a top 10 win. All they got to do is beat Alabama. And yeah, all, that's even, all. Well, yeah. I mean, even if they have one loss, right? Like, they're yeah. at least in the conversation. Yeah, we'll see. So, we'll wait and see. There you go. All right, we're shifting to NFL. Uh, we got two things. That we're talking about. We got same faces, new teams. Oh yeah. A lot. To be so, honest. So we're going position by position. Uh we're starting at the quarterback. And we got Aaron Rodgers. Jets. At the Jets. Derek Carr. Saints. Jimmy G. Raiders. And Baker Mayfield. Buccaneers. Yep. <laughs> Say this. I do partially feel bad for Baker Mayfield just because, like, he just hasn't necessarily lived up to hype, but he's just not great. 
And he has, I mean, this year will really show though, because like he has good weapons. Like Chris Godwin's good. Mike Evans, good. Mm -hmm. Like they're good. I just, I mean, Vikes get to play them first week at home. I don't know. I just, I don't think they'll do very well. They'll be lucky to be 500. Granted, for them, that division. Right around 500. Is decent. If you're one or two games above 500, well, that wasn't you're the Bucks in a pretty were, good spot. Yeah. So, we'll see what happens. But I will say out of those quarterbacks, I think uh, most impactful or most excited to see will be Jimmy G on the Raiders. Solely because he now has Devontae Adams. He has Josh Jacobs. He has Jacoby Myers. He has Hunter Renfro as a three. Mm-hmm. You could compare those three and say they're actually better wide receivers than... The 49ers, or they're comparable. Grant, once you put Christian McCaffrey in there, they're probably not comparable. But he wasn't going to play on the 49ers. He was like the third string guy. Yeah, totally. So he has a better opportunity. I think the Raiders could be decent offensively. I mean, she's just throw the ball to Devontae. That's true. So good, good way to do it. And Josh Jacobs, I mean, last year was a stud. So he should be a stud again. Should this be year. good, yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the easiest answer because they have the highest expectations. Honestly, I think Derek Carr has the most to gain from this year because the the division is poor mm-hmm. and he has good weapons around him. And so if he can bring them to the playoffs, great defense. Um, they won't have to score a ton of points every game. Mm-hmm. So I think if he can be solid for them, I think he could definitely gain the most. In being a new, in a new situation, it was yeah. just time that he. Uh, I think it was just it was one of those things where I think Derek Carr is a solid quarterback. I think it, like you said, it was just time finally where it's like, all right, you got to change it up. Yeah. Just change it up. Yep. And like he has, what I mean, here's the thing: is like, Chris Olave is supposed to be a stud. You get Alvin Kamara back week four. Mm-hmm. You get you just picked up Kareem Hunt, decent. You have Jamal Williams who was pretty good. I mean, you got then Alvin. You, Michael Thomas is still this question mark, but like if Michael Thomas can play, yeah, and he's somewhat healthy, you got a lot. Yeah. All right, running backs. We got Miles Sanders. My guy. I love Miles Sanders. Where you, are you? Are you saying the teams again? Yeah, Panthers. Dave Montgomery. Lions. DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift is on the Eagles. Rashad Penny. I think he's still on the Seahawks. No. Nope. I don't know where he went. He's on the Eagles. He stinks. <laughs> he's mean, just going to screw over DeAndre Swift. That's the problem. It's possible. Uh, Damian Harris. Bills. And Samaj P. Ryan. Uh, he's on the Broncos, I think. And then don't forget Buzz, Jamal Williams, Saints. Don't forget Jamal. Led the league in touchdowns last year, rushing. Yeah, he did. The only problem is they got a bunch of running backs now. So do the Eagles, though. So who do you think is going to be the most impactful or is going to benefit from the new situation? I think it has to be, well, I think truthfully it has to be Miles Sanders, solely because um, last year Miles Sanders was pretty good on the Eagles. But like I said, they rotate all these guys in, and you just never know if Boston Scott is somehow hot, he just runs in the ball. Mm-hmm. But I will say now on the Panthers, you look at it, it's like him and then Chuba, Chuba, Chuba Hubbard or whatever. Chuba? Yeah, Chuba. And you got a rookie quarterback, they're going to want to use Miles Sanders more. So I think they're in a good position. I think the hard part about with the Eagles is like you have a quarterback who likes to run just as much as the running back. Yep. I don't think Bryce Young will run that much. No. I think he'll be able to, but I don't. He's not a, obviously a Jalen Hurts. No. So. Um. Honestly, all the situations are kind of questionable to me. Well, I think you look after at all the questionable. My, after Miles Sanders. Here's the hard part. So you look at the Lions. 
they just drafted Jameer Gibbs. He should right. be their number one. Yeah. You look at the Eagles, like we just said. They, they got two guys on this list plus other guys that they have. <laughs> then you look at the Saints. Sure, Jamal Williams. But you just signed Kareem Hunt, so you obviously don't have too much trust in Jamal Williams. And Alvin Kamara's back. Yeah. Then you look at the Bills. James Cook is supposed to be the guy. So Damian Harris might be irrelevant. He might. Come or he five. might just be doing the same thing he did in the Patriots and yeah. run 40% of the time that he's in there, and then James Cook's the receiving back. Yeah. You never know. We'll see. So, I don't know. I mean, like you said, I, those guys, Miles Sanders obviously has to be the pick. Clear but, like, cut. those other guys, it's like, because Miles Sanders doesn't have anyone competing with him. Really. I mean, Chubb right. is fine, but, like, yeah, no. Totally. All right, wide receivers, we got DJ Moore. Bears. DeAndre Hopkins. Titans. Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cook. I didn't actually know that. Cowboys. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, Cowboys. Uh, Jacoby Myers. <laughs> Jacoby Myers. Yep, back on the Raiders. Or not back on the Raiders. He's on the Raiders. Yep, Juju. Patriots. Elijah Moore. I have no idea. Is he on the Browns? He is on the Browns. Yeah. Nice. Trash. Adam Thielen. Thielen's on the uh, Panthers. Yep. With DJ Chark. Did you have anybody else? That you I had, well, I had uh, Allen Robinson just on the Steelers, but that was, kind of, that was way down the line. Trash. Trash. But... Might find a way now to actually be relevant, even though probably not. But probably not. I think when you look at is all there those guys, else? well, they Alan Lazard is on the Jets. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's a big one. Yeah. That's Aaron Rodgers' favorite yeah, yeah. target. All right. So who's the number one? Uh, it has to be DeAndre Hopkins. Titans. I mean, it has to be. I mean, it has to be a guy who now has like DeAndre Hopkins was one of the best wide receivers for a long time. Granted, the hard part for him is he's in a run-heavy offense, but this might allow Tannehill. To throw the ball a little bit. I mean, they have Traylon Burks, who's not bad. They but... don't want to throw the ball, though. Yeah, but you can't just keep running Derrick Henry 40 times a game. The bro is beat up. They that's they how, do it. That's how they're they, not good at that's it. That's how they're gonna win. But I think I, I'm excited to see D Hop. I think he can. I mean, every time he touches, every time his hands touch the ball, he catches it. Pretty much, dude. His stats last year when he played like five games, very good. Fantasy he averaged almost 15 to 20 points. Yeah, I mean. And I'm not saying Kyler, I mean, Kyler just chucked it up to him multiple times, yeah. fine. I think Tannehill's a little better. Maybe a little more accurate, yeah. but that's why they got to run the ball. Create yeah. space. And it's Tannehill I think DJ year. Moore is definitely the number one. Yeah, I'll throw this out there. I'm, I'll say this. DJ Moore last year, when Sam Darnold was playing and was quarterback, he was elite the last like three weeks. Who he was you, who people thought he was supposed to be. Who do you think is a better passer, Sam Darnold or Justin Fields? Sam Darnold. Yeah, hundred percent. So he <laughs> might not be as good. I know, but here's the problem. But he's the number one guy. I will say, yeah, hundred percent. Well, I think a lot of those. I mean, D Hop. And are the Bears going to be better than the Panthers? The I are the Bears this year going to be, be better, better than, than the Panthers, Panthers last year? Yes. So it how could good be were the Pan- how bad were the Panthers last year though? Not great. They were seven and ten. They were second place. They were almost in the playoffs. Not great. They're better than the Bears. Not great. I will say this: that the they problem is, I'm excited to actually see DJ Moore because he is elite. I think now like it gives Justin Fields more weapons. Like Darnell Mooney is there. I mean, you got like who's their running back? Khalil Herbert is he their starter? Who's their starter? I think they have uh, Deonta Foreman. Oh, he's on their team now. I think he's their starting running back. That's wild. I want to say they have Chase Claypool too. I think no Khalil Herbert. Yeah. Starting oh, he's the backup. Yeah. He's the backup. All right. But you got decent weapons. Still I mean, you got bad. Chase Claypool is not awful. Yeah, he's not good. Equinemia St. Brown, not bad. Not as good as his brother, but not bad. Right. Um, we need to move on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think DJ Moore is decent, though. I think it'll be hard because Justin Fields literally can't throw a football. Yeah. I mean, I know you saw the video of him trying awesome. to throw a water balloon. But maybe he got better this offseason. You see him throw a water balloon? Yeah, he missed. He popped it. Yeah, he just he completely missed. Hit the ground. Yeah. I mean, come on. Bad. Uh, all right, tight ends. Darren Waller. Giants. Dalton Schultz. 
Dalton Schultz is the Texans. I actually did not know that. Yeah, <laughs> shocking. Uh, Mike Gesicki? I have no idea who Mike Gesicki's on. He's on Patriots. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Irv Smith Jr. Yeah, that was uh, Bengals. I didn't know that either. Yeah, and then Hayden Hurst. Yeah, he went to the Panthers. Yeah. So I'll say this. A lot of shocking tight ends. A lot of shocking. I think um, this might sound terrible. Like, Darren Waller to the Giants, actually, he might be the number one target on that team. If he's healthy. The hardest part about Darren Waller is if he's healthy. Yeah. I mean, they just have such a random group of receivers. Right. Which bumps up Darren Waller. I just think the hard part about it with Irv Smith going to the Bengals. Like, the Bengals, yes, they'll throw the ball a lot. But, like, you have three elite or three good wide receivers. Two elite, quote-unquote elite. One great, one elite wide receivers. That's why I almost think Gesicki is maybe the guy on that line. Well, sorry. Because, uh... My, Mac Jones cannot throw a ball more than 20 yards. I know. And, so that's, and the Patriots love tight yeah. ends. Yeah. Love them. So we'll see. I mean, that's interesting, though. There's so much. I mean, maybe we don't realize it, but like, I feel like this year, offseason, like, there's so much more movement. Yeah. So much movement. And also, before we move on, shout out to Foster Moreau. Yeah. Beating uh, cancer. Mm-hmm. And then who's he on? He's on the Saints. Saints, yeah. yeah. Dude, I'm telling you. He was not out for very long. And which is insane, but they're superhumans, man. Shout out! Uh, all right, kickers. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I didn't even look these up. We got Brandon McManus on a different team. Who has been on the Broncos, Broncos for forever? And it actually benefited him because he was playing at yeah. higher elevated. Guess which team he's on? I'm going to say. I couldn't even give you a guess. Steelers. Jaguars. Okay. Decent. Don't hate that. Then we got Matt Gay. Uh, he was on the Brave Rams. Yep. No idea who's young. Colts. What? Yeah. Whatever happened to the guy with glasses? Well, he's changed teams as well. He's on a team though. Wasn't he cut? Uh, there's two. Co- there's two kickers. You know what I'm talking team. about? The Georgia guy. Yeah, Rodrigo. Is he done? Blankenship. No. He's on a team. Yeah, he did. Oh shit! Him and another guy. Are Rams? On... Is he on the Rams? Nope. Oh, uh, I don't know. He's on the Bucks. Oh. Who's the Bucks? I don't know. With wait, 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 wait. Who was on the Bucks kicker last year? What? I thought the Bucks kicker last year was good. With Chase Money McLaughlin. He's also on the Bucks. So they're just trying out players. <laughs> Who was their kicker last year? I thought he was decent. Oh, I don't know. Alright, so then the other big name, Brett Maher. Not on the Cowboys anymore. No. He went to the uh, let's say the Dolphins. No. Who? Broncos. So he's going to be kicking good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the Jags guy, he went to the Lions. So this is just a site. Greg Zerline, Jets. Was he there last year? Yeah, he was. Greg Belay? Yeah. He was a former yeah. Ram. So, interesting. I think I think it's the same thing. I think it's like one of those things where it's like... I mean, McManus not being a Bronco is going to be it's weird. weird. Yeah, and he's going to not benefit because when he played mile high, he kicked like 65 yarders yeah. easily. But he'll score more because he's on the Jags. Yeah, Jags would be nasty. Mm-hmm. Jags kicker last year wasn't even that bad. No, he moved teams too. Oh, he's on the Lions. Uh, indoor. So he'll be he'll be good. Yeah, yeah. indoor. Where's Matt Prater? Arizona still? I think so, Steroid yeah. Steroid Prater? Yep. Uh, all right, next thing for NFL we're talking about. Rookies we're excited about. NFL draft came and went. Mm-hmm. Um, who's the number one player or group that you're looking uh, well, I think group has to be quarterback because the, all three of them will start and make an impact. Mm-hmm. But I think the player I'm excited about is Jameer Gibbs. 
Okay. From the Lions. I think because Why? I think he's a better DeAndre Swift and he's a I mean he's just great out of the backfield. Obviously you have David Montgomery who's not necessarily a catching back, but the only downfall I see with him is the fact that the Lions don't know how to just use one running back. Mm-hmm. But I think he could be elite. I mean, you watch, he's very fast, he's very agile, he can catch the ball. They obviously moved up in the draft, where they drafted him a lot earlier than people thought. Yep, totally. So I think he's going to be very exciting to watch. Obviously, group, the quarterbacks. I mean, mm-hmm. you have th- all three are starters. That's my number one thing. Has to be. Is not the group. I'm interested to see Anthony Richardson. Yeah, I because mean, he's got probably the best. Uh, the question will be, I think, well, will hurt him, though, if his, Jonathan Taylor his doesn't come back. His team is just not that good. Yeah, well, but yeah. the co- the coach could be very good for him because he just had a year with Jalen Hurts, which very similar player. Mm-hmm. But apparently, this is reportedly, the uh, Anthony Richardson has already gained weight like after the draft. So he's planning on playing at 6'4, 255 at quarterback. Yeah. The average height is like 6'2 last year. Well, I think it'll be also very interesting for him because his big thing was like obviously his size was massive. It's huge. But like he just, his he's accuracy was just so bad in college that people were like, eh, is this guy great? And then they were like, ah, screw it. We're drafting him. And he's so him. athletic though. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you, the thing is, you can't teach the size. Like obviously right. you can grow weight. Bryce Young is going to be 5'11", 6 feet forever. This Anthony Richardson guy is 6'4", so it's like if he puts on weight, that's a bulldozer. All right, so yeah, so he's planning on playing reportedly 6'4", 255. Derrick Henry, which is like the guy everybody compares to everybody as like the worst guy to try and tackle, Mm -hmm. is 6'3", 247. So Derrick Henry, 6'3", 247. Anthony Richardson, 6'4", so an inch taller, 255, 8 pounds heavier, is what they're planning, what he's planning on playing. Yeah, I think the hard part... That is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I think the hardest part, though, is he's not going to run 40 times a game. No, he's not, but he's probably going to run 15 to 18. Yeah, I don't think they'll want him to do that, to be honest. I mean, I I'm not saying he'll get hurt. I don't think he'll run 50. I mean, maybe 5 to 10, but I think when you're first-year quarterback, they don't, want these guys. they don't want these guys running. They I still don't even want Jalen Hurts to run, and Jalen Hurts... Had 12 rushing touchdowns last that's year. The, that's like the one way that the Colts are going to be successful, I think. Yeah, I mean, the Colts team. I think, to be honest, if you look at the quarterbacks, I think it'll be very exciting to see Bryce Young, not only for the hype, but like he has probably overall. He has good weapons. Good weapons. Mm-hmm. I mean, Adam Thielen's your number one wide receiver, which is scary. Yeah, not great. Yeah, but I mean, DJ Char. All right, what else are you looking at? For that? Just for rookies. I think rookies, I think when you look at it now, if we flip, I think, um, well, obviously I'm excited for Jordan Addison. I think watching the videos, he's our wide receiver four. Who's three? KJ Osborne. No, KJ Osborne's two. Oh, I don't know who's four. They said, they said Is he was. Is Rager three? Hopefully not. Rager's still on our team? Yeah. He's a good special teams guy. He's a good punt returner. Yeah. He ain't a wide receiver. Who's three? Oh, this has him at two now. Or slot, maybe. But, uh, so he was maybe three. They might have. Well, Nikhil Harry's actually probably better than Jalen Rager at wide receiver. Um, but I will say I don't this. Know. Nikhil Harry, the video that I saw, he looked slow and like it, he should be playing tight end. Yeah. I mean, maybe. But we'll see. I, I'm excited for Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison. I'm also excited for a guy named Jalen Hyatt, Tennessee guy. Shout out to the team that's going to make the final four. But he is. Which team is he on? He's on the Giants. 
He'll, I mean, the Giants, wide receiver core now. They sh- their offense should be good. And Danny yeah. Jones just got paid. We'll wait and see. But I think besides that, I mean, but, I mean, the wide receivers are pretty similar. I mean, you look at Jackson Smith and Jibwa, whatever his last name is, with Seattle. It's like, could he be good? Yeah, but they have Tyler Lockett and DK. The tough pretty part good. about most of the receivers is they all went to situations where there were two established guys, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So it's like, are they going to take the place of one of those guys right away yeah. or early enough to make a huge impact? Mm-hmm. Probably not just looking at the situations that they went to. Mm-hmm. So it makes a guy like Jane Hyatt maybe a little bit more uh, able to do that type of thing because the situation is just a better. little bit better. Yeah, 100%. So we'll see. Uh, the other thing I'm looking forward to is is seeing which tight end uh, kind of takes a step up, up above the other guys. There's three main ones that were drafted like towards the front of the second round and into the first round. You got Dalton Kincaid at Buffalo. You got Sam Laporta at Detroit. And then you got Michael Mayer at, at Las Vegas. And so those are kind of the three guys that were drafted highly and so I think it'll be interesting they all pretty much have a good situation we'll see it'll be interesting to see which which one of them kind of steps up above the other two yeah I think Dalton Kincaid will take over the spot but I think he has the most competition with Dawson yeah, yeah. Knox the totally. Raiders you really don't have anyone in that Meyer, or Detroit. Mayor yeah Detroit and they like to throw the ball because they're always behind but yeah. with Mayer or whatever it's like he was literally supposed to be like the best guy coming out yeah and then now, from what I've heard... And he was the seen, last guy drafted on Yeah, because from what I've seen, is they love this Kincaid kid. Mm-hmm. And so I think he'll be good. I think it's just hard when you have... I mean, they all go to teams where it's just like... The the quarterbacks, yeah, like to check down a lot, and the quarterbacks will have to throw a lot. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see. That's true. I would way rather... I think Jared Goff, actually. I don't actually think that Laporta might be in the better situation, too, just because Jerry Goff loves no, to I check think, down. No, I think he's probably in the best situation is Laporta. Yeah, because, I mean, Dawson Knox is there, but you also have, like, obviously, Stefan Diggs is the focal point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll wait and see. That's true. All right, we good with NFL for today? Yeah, I'm fine. Love it. All right, we're moving on. Last part, we're bringing it back because you guys like it, and we want to interact with you. So we're, we're calling it Fave 4. Fave, F-A-V, four. No, yeah. F-A-V. All right, F-A-V. I want to make sure we establish that. F-A-V, four, with the number four. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be similar to top five. We're only doing four, though, obviously. Fave, four. Um, so we're going to draft our... our uh, you have the quarter? Squads. Um, okay. It'll be groups of four every, every time. Yep. And we're going to, today's category is fave for duos. Duos. Not sport, doesn't have to be sports related. It's, there's no constraints on what category of duo it is. You want me to call? Yep. Heads. It is heads. I'll go second. Okay. Which, snake draft. Yeah, snake draft. Follow us on Instagram. There's only four picks though. Uh, Batman and Robin, number nice. one. Yeah, that was on my list. That's a good pick. Um, I'm gonna go with my first pick. I'm gonna go uh, Woody and Buzz. Okay. And I'm gonna go Mario and Luigi. All right. 
Uh, I will caveat this. I don't have one sports one. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I'm going to go with Shrek and Donkey. Okay. <laughs> my, my mind definitely went uh, Disney. Yes, yeah, hard. Well, they've got more. Uh, and then we're going to go with uh, SpongeBob and Patrick. Nice. Nice. All right, so my next one for duos is going to be peanut butter and jelly. Ooh. All right, solid. Yep. That's solid. And then my last one is going to be five. Um, it's hard with four. I feel like four goes by way too fast. <laughs> so fast. Especially for this category. Most categories were like, oh my God, two yeah. is it. But uh, my last one is going to be burger and fries. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Dude, I went all across the board. Like I said, my mind didn't even go to sports at all. Yeah. So your last one is? I'm going uh, Jordan and Pippen. See, that was my one duo that potentially. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, I, I knew I had to grab sports. Yeah. So, we'll so I basically got the sports category. Yeah. 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 So hopefully the people don't like sports. <laughs> Thanks for listening. The people for the 45 to... minutes before this, but hopefully you don't like sports. Uh, all right, you got your top four. Run through your four, your favorite. Mine's Woody and Buzz, mm-hmm. Mario and Luigi, peanut butter and jelly, burger and fries. Yeah, we can tell you're hungry. Uh, my four are Batman and Robin, Shrek and Donkey, SpongeBob and Patrick, and then Jordan and Pippin. Yeah, we could have said uh, sipping sports. Decent. Honorable mention. We'll leave that Definitely out. honorable mention. <laughs> the HM. Yeah. All right. So we're going to post that on the social media stuff, and we're going to need you guys to vote on which fave four you, you like better. Yep. We're back. Season three, episode one wrapped up. Now we're back to the weekly uh, posting. Yep. So keep an eye out. Peace. Peace. Peace.